Good morning and welcome to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. Putnam County has went through a lot the last two and a half weeks. The tornado hit our county on March 3rd. COVID-19, or better known as coronavirus, is now upon us. And I cannot think of a better way to have a discussion with somebody that's been in the know and is in the know all the time with what's going on in Putnam County than our county mayor, Randy Porter. I know he's been on a couple times, but he has the information. I always want to keep my audience informed of what's going on. That's my job, and, and Randy is the best person to do that for our community. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, man. Glad you're here. I know you're still swamped, uh, so it's an honor to even have you again on my show and, and take this time. Um, let's start with, and of course, you and I are not health experts. Well, we're not doctors. We're not scientists. We're not molecular biologists. We're not any of that. But well, I'm a paramedic, though. That's you next you best are thing. a paramedic, <laughs> and you do know a lot. I mean, you've had a lot of experience, and you and I talk about health stuff a lot. But I don't want your opinion on what the corona is. I'm not. I didn't bring you in here to do that. But right. I do want you to talk about what it's done to our county the last few days. Actually, really this week, and and not get into great detail because we don't know a lot about what the effects could be. But um, the status of the off the county officials in Putnam County and their offices. You did a press release a couple of days ago. I believe it was Wednesday, maybe. Right. Um, what information did you provide to the public? Well, I tried to reassure them and and try to get some some calmness with their citizens. The I, my personal opinion is is that the national news media has has created panic uh, across the the country that was unnecessary. Uh, it's this is a serious problem, but you'll never be able to accomplish anything if you're panicked. Uh, so that's one of the first things they teach us in paramedic school that I learned years and years ago is you have to be the calm one, Randy, uh, and calm everyone else down in hand and take control. And so uh, we want to remain calm. Everybody uh, go about your business, but uh, making sure that, that we follow the guidelines are being put down by the CDC and president, governor, all the way down. Uh, some things we don't need to do is get in large groups. We don't need to uh, to, to not be washing our hands and, and, and all the sanitary things that we should be doing on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> right. that, you know, it's pretty common sense that, right. that mom taught us back when we were little. Sure. Uh, and uh, so far in Putnam County, we have had uh, no confirmed cases. As far as I know, in the Upper Cumberland region, we've had no confirmed cases, so we've been very blessed so far. Hopefully, it will stay that way. Uh, we have to think at some point, though, uh, we may get a case or two. If we do, that's not the end of the world. Uh, that person's quarantined and, and and taken care of. So so far, everything is is going well. But it is affecting our county. It's affecting the businesses. Uh, you got a lot of the restaurants have have either shut down or only offering drive-through and take out. Uh, most of the small businesses are probably the ones that are going to be hurting the worst. Sure. Uh, your clothing stores, boutiques, all that kind of stuff where people are just not going into. Right. Uh, so it will have an effect. We don't know how big yet. Uh, I know there's national things coming in that we could see 10, 15, 20% unemployment. Uh, I don't know if it'll get uh, that bad in Putnam County. We're very resilient and seem to uh, be able to to uh, overcome a lot of things better than, than some other places. Uh, we have started a process inside of county government with elected officials. We've we've been meeting and and coming up with uh, our plan as how we're going to handle it. We uh, are asking folks if you don't have to come to one of the county offices. Uh, most of our county offices have online, uh, telephone, email. 
most of those uh, can handle you that way. Uh, county clerk has a drive-through. Uh, trustee's office has a drop box outside. You can put your taxes uh, payments in. So we put out the information on each one of those offices to let everyone know what we were doing and phone numbers and the emails and all that kind of thing of each office. We're just trying to limit it right now you know, to asking folks to, if you don't have to come in, don't. If you need to come in, uh, they'll go ahead. And uh, uh, we're, uh, we've are we got a contingency plan should things get worse, if we have to uh, you know, start uh, closing stuff down. But uh, as of right now, government is still in operation. Uh, all the employees are still working. Uh, 911's working, EMS, fire, police, all the emergency services, uh, everybody is uh, still taking care of business, and uh, and that's our goal is to continue that way. Uh, we'll just have to adapt as we see how things go forward. I think, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, of course, I work with mayors across the upcoming and across the state, really. Some mayors have went to certain extremes, maybe. Not saying it's wrong or right, but you said don't be panicked. Uh, be calm. Because if you start you start panicking, Randy, I'm telling you, the whole county's going to lose their mind. You've been calm. Some mayors have just kind of uh, – some counties have shut down their offices. Yeah. Uh, talked to mayor last night. They um, their, their offices are open, but the doors are locked. And if you want to come in and do business, you have to call and get an appointment. So employees are still working. The officials are there. We're not that far. We we prefer you do everything online or through the phone. But if you need to come in, I mean that, that's an option. But your your role as county mayor is not to go tell our officials you're shutting down today. That's no. it's my decision. I'm your I'm in charge. You're shutting down. You can't do that. No, that's not part of my job as county mayor. Uh, I work with all the other elected officials. Now there's 22 or 23 department heads that fall under me that. Uh, that, that we work together and make those decisions. But when it comes to the other seven or eight elected officials, uh, we try to meet and everybody come up with a, a plan and we all uh, try to stay on the same page and work together. Our, our number one priority right now is our employees, sure. our county employees. We'll make sure they stay healthy and, and don't get infected. Uh, they're all been told what to do as far as, you know, disinfecting and all kinds of different things. We're doing extra uh, disinfecting inside the county offices, uh, which uh, is a good thing. We've always done a lot of that anyway, um, you know, because of the flu and all the other right. things are going around. So uh, this is this is it's another disease uh, uh, that's hitting us. So uh, yeah, we're all working together. Our county's always worked together as a team to make sure that we handle things, and that's what we continue to do with this. Well, and, and y'all have done great. I think the communication's been good from all the county officials and offices and, and the department heads I know are working well. I just want to make sure everybody knows that somebody's just not going to pick up the phone and call you, and you're just going to snap your fingers and somebody shut down. Churches nope. are not going to shut down because nope. of you. Businesses are not going to shut down. Um you I don't know, have that authority. You don't. You don't. So I, I, maybe I'll reduce some of your phone calls. I don't know. I'm trying to help you out a little bit. But – uh, on, as far as the county commission goes, of course, I'm the chair. We had actually already moved our regularly scheduled meeting from March 16th to March 30th because of the tornadoes. wanted to give you and all of our department heads time to gather not only yourselves and thoughts, but what you had to do for county business, uh, what business was affected by uh, or going to be on the commission meeting that's affected by the tornado. Just And that was a decision you and I talked about, and I, you know, I know you're very grateful. Now we're faced with gathering – in, in large crowds uh and so i actually sent an email out wednesday night to our commission and you and 
and our attorney letting people know we're moving our committee meetings that are supposed to be held this coming Monday, which is the 23rd, to right before the commission meeting on the 30th. Um, they're normally held a week before the county commission, our right. committee meetings, which is mm-hmm. planning, uh, fiscal review, nominating. Those three committees are standing committees of the commission. That is, that's just local rules for our county. That's not the case in every county. Every other county has their own rules and how they meet with committees. But those are three standing committees. They meet the week before, carry out business in those committee meetings with recommendations or no recommendations. The business still goes to the full agenda at the county commission meeting. So we do it a week before. Now we're just moving it before the commission meeting. It's going to be a little different for us. But the reason we did that and the reason I, you and I were talking about it, and along with our county attorney, Jeff Jones, was to limit our exposure to each other right? because we are 24 commissioners. Uh, there will be other officials there. You're looking at 30 to 35 people in the room. If we, instead of meeting two nights uh, in a week, meet one night, hope we'll limit our exposure. That's our plan right now. Of course, this is just Friday morning. We're, we're a few days out uh, from that, but things could change. But right now, county government, we want to go forward. Right. Our job is to meet according to the statute. Uh, if we announce uh, that we're meeting, we're supposed to meet. I know there's extenuating circumstances that may cause us not to but that's our plan our rules and procedures i want everybody to make sure uh, they understand our county rules procedures say our committee meetings shall be held prior to the commission meeting it doesn't say prior when it just says prior so that allows us to move this meeting and of course we will advertise it under the open meetings act we'll we'll make sure everybody knows that hopefully uh, we'll come out today's paper uh and then that that gives about a 10-day notice that we've moved committee meetings so this is kind of the first announcement, I think, maybe of the uh, moving those committees. But we did that just to be cautious. And I know other businesses, like you said, have closed. But I think they're doing that because of the exposure of big crowds. Uh, restaurants have closed, maybe going to the curbside or to go because of the exposure to big crowds. So this county's taking steps. Citizens here are taking steps. But we're not absolutely losing our mind over it either. We're, we're trying to go business as usual so our economy can maintain we're we're actually shutting down this first segment, Randy, but I, I do want to ask a couple more questions on your opinion, what we think when we come back um, about how this might affect our county. We don't know numbers, but we know sales tax could be affected a little bit. And then we'll get into some of the tornado stuff. Um, you were... <laughs> You were the right right there with it from beginning to end and still in it and and I want to hear some of the stuff that you were doing with all of our mem- members and teams and, and department heads, volunteers and and get your side. And we'll talk about President Trump's visit. So we're wrapping up this segment on News Talk ninety four point one FM. I'm your host Ben Rogers. Uh, Randy Porter, our county mayor, is with me again this time, and and we're talking about some other stuff. We usually talk about budgets and county business, but we're we're hitting some stuff that's happened to us, and we'll return in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers, your host. I'm visiting with Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. We've been discussing COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Uh, There there could be and probably will be some effect on the county as far as the budget and, and financially. Uh, we know that a lot of people have been going to the grocery stores and buying up stuff, hoarding stuff, and, and I, I, I encourage you not to go buy 10 packs of toilet paper if you don't need it to let somebody else have some as well. But uh, we know sales tax is good from that, right? I mean, right. We, we know people are coming in and buying everything, but people are staying at home now they get their stuff, and we think maybe we there could be an effect on sales tax revenue for the county. We know that's not more important than people's health, but – our county services are provided based on revenue. It is. And sales tax is a big part of that. It is. Uh, so we, well, I think it's worthy of discussion just a little bit. Do you see an impact on this? 
Randy, coming well, forward? I think there will be. Uh, I mean, I think March is going to be a huge month because we run a couple months behind on sales tax, and it'll, it'll be down in the, in the summer before we actually see the March uh, numbers. But we heard from Sam's and some of the big retailers that they saw numbers as big as Christmas was, which is unbelievable. Uh, still haven't figured out the thing about toilet paper. Uh, the coronavirus, uh, none of the symptoms. The symptoms are, are fever, cough, and shortness of breath. It, it's it's not a stomach virus. There's no uh, – I, I still haven't figured out the rush on that. <laughs> I haven't it, either. It makes no sense. But I'm going to ask citizens to not go out and, and hoard up food. Uh, there's plenty for everyone. The grocery stores are restocking. Um, there's – you know, think of your fellow neighbor. We just came out of a tornado, and we had – thousands and thousands and thousands of items donated of food and all this kind of stuff in. Keep that same attitude. Uh, think about your, your neighbors and the other citizens in the county and and take what you need, but uh, make sure you leave some for everybody else is, is my advice to everyone. Well, I, I got to tell this on my daddy, and I won't give details, but um, it was his birthday yesterday, so happy late birthday to my daddy. But he, he and I were having a discussion last night about the toilet paper usage, and he said – I, you know, back when I was a boy, you yep. know, he lived nine years in a one-bedroom shack on Martins Creek down in the holler where we're at. Actually, Broadwater uh, Branch is what it's called. But, um, you know, they had they had alternatives to toilet paper. Oh, yes. You know, so he was talking about those alternatives. Won't get into that. But he yep. said people were just kind of getting carried away. And he yep. said, they, I don't know if some of them would have survived back when I was a little <laughs> boy. And I said, Daddy, they probably wouldn't have. I'm not sure I would have either. But I, good words from you, Mayor, uh, the encouraging words to people and advice. And just help your fellow neighbor. We've done so well with the tornado, as you said, helping each other. Let's continue to do that. Be mindful of that. Um, let's kind of move to the tornado, if that's okay. Because sure. you, your leadership – the other county officials, leadership, the department heads, and I, you know, I had on Brandon Smith and Tyler Smith last week. Uh, they are amazing. Uh, Penny Forster, nine one one director, uh, all those people. I'll, I'll leave out names all the time, but those amazing. Tommy Copeland, EMS, everybody in emergency services, uh, just amazing. And you were right in the middle of that. Of course, people know I know I was in Nashville. You actually called me at five thirty that Monday, Tuesday morning. Um, my phone wasn't on, and I apologize to you. But uh, just don't let that happen. Don't again. let it happen again. I know, and I, I have learned my lesson. But when when were you first notified that Putnam County was hit with an EF four tornado? My phone started blowing up with the uh, with the with the alerts. I not only get the cell phone alerts, uh, the NOAA weather alerts, but we have an app, uh, Putnam County EMA app, that uh, gives alerts also. So my phone's blowing up and. And uh, when I reached to get my phone, uh, as I was looking at the alerts, which was, I don't know, in the 145, 150 a.m. range, Tyler Smith, our emergency management director, was calling me. And he said, Randy, I th- we've, we've been hit, I think, by a tornado. But he said, are you in your basement? And I said, no. And he said, you need to go quickly because it's headed your way. So grabbed everybody. We went down in the, in the basement and uh, – Waited till till it passed, and then called him back, and uh, he said, "I think it's really bad," and uh, I said, "I'm on my way." So I grabbed my clothes and headed in. Once we got there, the first reports that started coming in was that it was it was horrific. It was really bad. Uh, first glance, we knew we had three or four people were deceased. We knew we had a lot of destruction. You just had to realize this is in the middle of the night. Uh, almost everyone was asleep. 
with the way the tornado came through, it had hit Davidson County and Wilson County, picked up and did nothing, I don't think, in Smith County. And so all of a sudden it just kind of dropped out of nowhere in, in Putnam County. So the warnings uh, were very short. I mean, some people had two or three, four minutes to make a decision as to what they did. And I think that had a lot to do with the with the loss of life that we had. Um, so we we started hearing the reports coming back in. It was in the dead of night. Uh, first responders were talking about people walking through the fields over to the main highway to the where the ambulances and fire trucks and patrol cars were, um, we uh, immediately, once we saw how bad it was, we activated our emergency operations center. A lot of folks may not know, but when the 911 emergency services building was built over on County Service Drive, we put a emergency operations center in the bottom of it. It is underground. It is F3, F4, F4 tornado-proofed. Sure. Uh, we spent a lot of extra money making sure that happened so that we would have a place to operate basically no matter what happened in Putnam County. And to see it in operation, you have all these folks come from everywhere. All the agencies have a representative there. So everyone started coming in and started doing their job. I've been involved in emergency services for years, and all of my years, this was absolutely the best response that I have seen to any kind of emergency or disaster we had in Putnam County. As I was talking to a lot of the folks, as I was down there Tuesday morning on the scene and, and talking to folks, I heard one guy says, Randy, I was one minute I was in my bed sound asleep. The next minute I'm out in the yard trying to figure out what just happened. Mm-hmm. And, and, but they were all saying the same thing that as soon as we realized what had happened, we heard sirens coming to us. And so I think our response was really good. Um, all the agencies worked great together, and and we we took care of everybody. That was our number one priority. So, and I, you're not going to say this. I, I'm going to brag on you, and you're because you're not going to do that. But you had a hand in building that EOC and EMS building, a 911 center. You were the EMS director. You were the 911 director when all that was built. So. You and others, I'm sure, had the forethought of making that EOC that way. I mean, that was all. I mean, you're not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. That was you. That was the previous uh, county administration. The commission was all in, I'm assuming, or it wouldn't have been built that way. 100%. And now we realize how important that is. Um, we, uh, we visited, I remember we were planning out that new building. We visited a lot of other places that had built um, similar type facilities. And we took what they did right and heard things they said they would do different if they had to do over again and, and planned. We were very fortunate when the building process started, county commission gave us the, the money to do it. Then the financial downturn happened in 07, 08. Right. Uh, all the contractors were hungry, so we were able to build that facility, the health department elections, renovate some of our other buildings, and turn back in almost $2 million back to the county that was left over. Right. Yet we still did everything we needed to do. Sure. And, of course, our goal is, is planning for the worst-case scenario. It's always in emergency services and, and emergency management. And so we have been planning for this day for years and years and years. You just never think it's going to happen. Right. But you still plan for it. And so everyone was prepared. Was prepared. And that's, that's the main thing. It's the main goal is to be prepared. So if you walk into the EOC – uh, and I was there the day day of just for a brief moment. But um, 
you walk in, there's TVs everywhere because that you're monitoring things. Every official or, or, or you know you have your chair sheriff has the chair uh ems then you have chairs for fire and of course you have uh but then you have chairs for like utility companies mm-hmm. because they're they're involved they're, they're part huge, of this huge deal. um so you have the utility those are the kind of that's what you'll kind of say, health departments there um all these people all that's involved with the county they have a in the city too have a seat at the table because that's that's how this works why do you think it was so good this time, in your opinion? I'm putting you on spot. I didn't prepare you for that, but why do you think it was so good? we got a little over a minute left. I want to know. I think the preparation that we have done over the years in that EOC, I think one thing that helped us the most was the ice storm back in 2015. Uh, we responded to that. With that being in the upper third of the county, made it difficult being in the EOC and it's so far away from us. But we took all of those things that, that we did in the ice storm, whether it be good or bad. And then over the months after that, we took and developed plans for the future of things. If this happens again, here's what we want to do. We want to do this better and do that better. I think that had a lot to do with it. But the cooperation between everyone, I never heard an ill word between anybody in that whole time. And we're all in one big, huge room. Uh, this is a huge room right. of folks. And, uh, and so I, I think the planning preparation and I think – the, the willingness to work together as a team was was probably our success. You've been county mayor since 2014. Ice storm hit in February 15. That was the first thing I had big that hit me. Yeah, was ice storm in 2015. Then we, that summer we had a tornado and a flood, so I had three disasters in my first year yep. in office. Yep. So you you this is not your first rodeo. Uh, we come back. I do want to talk about what your first steps were as county mayor when this when this when you got to the EOC, what were you doing? And we'll we'll talk about President Trump's visit and a couple of committees that's been set up. You're listening to Trending on News Talk ninety four point one FM at sixteen hundred AM. We'll return in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk ninety four point one FM and sixteen hundred AM. This has been Rogers. My guest is Randy Porter, County Mayor for Putnam County. Randy, let's get back in the tornado talk a little bit because I, we, you know, like I said, had Brandon and Tyler on last week, and they talked about their roles and, and bragged on a lot of other people. But what were your first steps as county? When you got to the ELC, what were your first steps as county mayor? Found Tyler Smith, my EMA director. We started uh, trying to assess what was going on and, and realized this was very early. Um, that's we're we're at two thirty, three o'clock that morning, within an hour of after the tornado hitting, and so we're trying. All the emergency responders are down on the scene. We start activating the EOC and getting folks to come in. Of course, our number one priority is making sure that we have enough people uh, that are down working on the scene so all the agencies are calling in backup crews. Uh, one thing, we have we have a great group of emergency responders. A lot of them you don't even have to call. Sure. They hear about it. They start showing up. Right. They're just there. So we had, uh, we had all of our ambulances, fire trucks. I mean, they were on the way. You have to start thinking about uh, – what are we going to do next? And, and that's kind of my job is is kind of watching and overseeing in the OC and thinking about, okay, maybe not what we're going to do in the next five minutes. What are we going to do in the next five hours? Right. What are we going to do in the next five days? Right. So we've got a plan. We go through and we work that. So once we've got everybody in the OC, we started that plan and started making sure that, uh, that not only was the scene being taken care of with all the responders, but – at that same time, while everybody's done or working that tornado, 
you still got other people in the county that are getting sick and and needing to go to the hospital and and fires and all that other kind of thing. So you got to make sure all of them are taken care of. So making sure all that's organized, everybody's doing their job is is kind of my my number one thing. And and it went it went very well. Everyone uh, worked together and. We were able to respond. The the thing that started, I remember the worst thing that I heard as as we go forward was the number of deaths. Right. We started at three and kept climbing. Uh, by sometime that day, we were up to thirteen or fourteen and and kept rising. And of course, our final death count was was nineteen. That was probably the hardest thing to hear. Sure. Uh, as as soon as as we got to where we could. Uh, Probably around nine, ten o'clock that morning, uh, got Erlanger to come and and pick me and Mayor Shelton up and and to fly there because we needed to see how bad it, it really was. Once right. daylight had got there, and we could tell, uh, devastating, just to fly and see the the damage and and the destruction and and the loss of life. And and from there, um, it looked bad. Uh, then when I took got on the ground and looking it looked worse from the ground uh in all my years of emergency services i have never seen that kind of destruction the ice storm was bad uh, but most of it was utility and power poles down uh, trees not, not, yeah trees uh, not a lot of total destruction these you drive down a subdivision and every house was totally gone mm-hmm. Uh, you always saw was a pile of rubble and uh so uh it, it was difficult but uh we um Everyone came together and we did everything we needed to do. I think you just answered my next question. Um, you prior to being county mayor, you were EMS director for thirty plus years. Yes. Nine one one director for how long? So, uh, whenever twenty five. So, in that period of time, you've not seen anything like this. No, 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 no. Saw it on TV. Sure. Uh, you know, videos that we used to plan and drill by. Uh, of course, last big tornado we had was back in '74, which was before my time. A uh, lot of destruction back then, but folks, uh, when it hit, there it hit was uh, mostly farmland. Still had some deaths, mm-hmm. but uh, it was there. You you weren't hitting subdivisions. Right. There weren't a lot of subdivisions back then. Uh, this area that it hit in, in western Putnam County was right in the middle of subdivisions. Yeah. Some of those subdivisions fairly new and right. built in the last five or ten years. Right. So, of course, it was yeah, – I don't know how much sleep you got the next few days. I know I, you and I talk about every day. Multiple times, most of the time. And, and, and I told you, because I'm not the person to get in your way, I texted you and I called you, whatever you need, let me know. I'm assuming you will let me know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get in your way. Come and saw you just for a minute. I was there for a couple of hours. ELC saw you briefly. What do you need? You said you just said hold tight. We'll let you know. You and I talked four times maybe in six days. Probably. And that's rare. Yeah. That's how busy. Yeah. You were. That's how involved you were. Um. And FEMA was a big part of that. They were. You were constantly talking to them. Uh. I know Mayor Shelton was talking. You both were talking to them. What were what are they telling you about disaster recovery money uh, then and now? Has anything changed? The details. Well, you have to realize uh, FEMA is not going to be there immediately. Uh, TEMA is Tennessee Emergency Management Agency for the state. Uh, they were there that morning, within a few hours after it hit. Uh, of course, they had an issue uh, with all the damage in Wilson County, Davidson County. Getting up the interstate sure. was a, was almost impossible. You couldn't. Right. Uh, it was blocked to, to, for a while. 
And so they came in. As, as the day went on in, on Tuesday, we knew we had enough damage uh, that we were pretty sure we'd be declared. Uh, by Wednesday, uh, we were almost positive, Tima was telling us, and that's when FEMA rolled in on Wednesday was that uh, – we would uh, we'd be declared a disaster area, so it was. Uh, we felt sure that we would, but uh, at that time that wasn't our that, that wasn't our goal. We were still in a tornado with the loss of life we had. Identifying the deceased was was a huge issue. Sure, uh, we had so many of them trying to uh, find family members. Uh, it actually with with some of the victims took us a few days to get family to come in from wherever they were they lived out of state to uh, identify the um, the deceased. So so that was an issue. So as we worked through it's it's a process working through it. The the one thing that that we did different this time than in any disaster that I've been involved in, and this. This was on purpose. We had set up at the Emergency Operations Center a, a special live feed that we could uh, break into uh, Channel 22 WCTE at any time. Uh, we had just tested that the week prior to this <laughs> to make sure that it was all working. Wow. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we were getting as much info out to the public as possible. I know from my past experience, the number one thing that panics people and that doesn't help the situation is is when they don't know what's going on right the more information you can get out to them the the quicker the the better things are so we immediately started i don't know what time that first facebook live wct break-in happened it was early that morning uh we started doing them on every hour uh, to make sure we got out the uh, the message of course most people have facebook in this day and sure. time if you don't you turn on your tv and watch channel 22 uh so we did that all all during that day and into the next few days, getting that information out, I think that made a big difference in in the public. the the way they the way they reacted. I know I heard that a lot from the public. And then once FEMA came in and and got going with us and and assessing and and TEMA, you know everything started uh, started. I mean, it all flowed well. Like I said, sure. I, uh, there's probably things we could have done better, but uh, from most of the folks I've talked to that were involved, um, I haven't heard any complaints. Well, and I and I don't want to talk a whole lot about the financial situation because, in the scheme of things, the loss of life and destruction is definitely priority. But you're our CEO of the county, you're CFO of the county. Uh, I'm the budget committee chairman. We've got a lot of researching to do. We've got a lot of studying to do, and conversations to have the next few weeks on our upcoming budget where we're at currently for this budget because this budget has been affected you know when things like this happen we just don't sit back oh we can't do nothing until we appropriate the money no we're emergency situation you're spending what money you have to there's you know a lot of a lot of personnel that was used absolutely overtime overtime I, I, of course i declared an emergency for our county early that tuesday morning which opens up a lot of uh don't have to worry about a lot of bidding sure. and all that kind of thing we get what we need um, you're looking at a lot of damage and cleanup. Uh, it's going to be in the millions, yeah. uh, just on the county's part. Right. And and what folks may not understand is is yes, we got declared a disaster, and and FEMA will reimburse us seventy five percent of that. Normally, the state reimburses twelve and a half percent, but the county is still responsible on the hook for twelve and a half percent. But we have to pile that up front. So with the ice storm. Uh, it was about 1.5 million. Uh, it was like three years before we got all of our money. Right. Uh, so we're going to hit our fund balance, and thankfully we've got very healthy fund balances. Well, we can say. do that. Yep. We, uh, we don't have to borrow money or anything to do that. But we'll be taking. Uh, my guess is going to be somewhere in the three to four million range. 
And that's just a guess. That's just a guess. We won't know till uh, um, till we get further into this with the cleanup. We have a private company that we bid out that's come in and's doing the cleanup. Their first estimate was going to be over two million for the cleanup alone. Right. Uh, my guess is that's going to rise. Uh, I think it could be as high as three million or more. So we're going to, have to pay for all that up front and then wait. This is the process goes through with FEMA to be reimbursed, and that could be a couple, three-year process. And we got to operate now, and if we're using money out of fund balance, that means that's money we don't have to use going forward. That's right. We don't know if another disaster may hit. You can't predict that. So you try to have a good fund balance, a healthy fund balance, so times like these. But those maybe extra expenses people are wanting next year, and you just don't know. That's a commission decision, but – that may be put on the back burner because financially we we're taking a hit and and but that's what we have to do we have to to pay for a cleanup we have to pay for our personnel we want to but uh, we're in a time this commission the county that we got to be as responsible as possible fiscally absolutely and I, and I think the county's done a great job over the last several years uh, when you and I came into office in 2014 we were looking at. We had an okay fund balance, but it, but it wasn't it wasn't what we needed to be. We have made on purpose. We have raised those fund balances over the years to get them up where they were healthy, and uh, it's it's now we're going to have to use it, and and it's there. Uh, we don't know what our economy is going to how much it's going to be affected by the coronavirus and and the tornado too. Uh, so we just over the next few months are going to be very careful as we walk through and make sure we make the right financial or fiscal responsible uh, decisions uh, going forward. And I have full, uh, I have full belief that the, that the County commission will do that. And, and we, we will move forward. We will, sure. as, as the old saying says, this too shall pass. It will. It will. We got one more segment left when we return. You're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. I'll be back with our County Mayor, Randy Porter. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This has been Rogers, your host. I continue visiting with Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. We've been talking about the coronavirus. We've covered the tornado and all your involvement there. And, and, and thank you again, Mayor, for your work and everybody else's work on that. We, um, golly, it was handled so well. And we've been nationally recognized for that, actually. And, and speaking of a national level, our president of the United States came mm-hmm. to visit Putnam County. Uh, you and I were actually on the phone one of the first times we had talked when you got a call from the White House. You said, hey, can I call you right back? This is the White House call. I said, sure. You, you <laughs> yeah. thought I was kidding. No, I, I didn't. I knew you wasn't. I said, absolutely. I'll, I'll wait as long. But um, when, when did you first know that, that President Trump may be coming to Putnam County? On Wednesday after the storm happened on Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, the uh, White House contacted me uh, and and talked about it and said there was a possibility that uh, President Trump might be coming Friday, but of course we were sworn to secrecy. Uh, then uh, Marine One, that's the first physical face-to-face contact I had. The The front group that comes in for Marine One contacted me and we started looking at where he could land. Of course, Upper Cumberland Airport was probably everyone's thinking, but uh, that was not their thinking. Right. They were looking for some place out you know, that, that they could secure very easily, and so uh, we looked at the uh, sports complex, which used to be the old Putnam County Airport. Sure. The runway is now a parking lot, and uh, they went out and visited and thought that was just great. Uh, the next meeting we had was on Wednesday night in a storage closet at the Emergency Operations Center. Uh, Secret Service and the White House front uh, team and and all those folks, they sneaked in the back uh, of the building. We met out in the bay and actually in a supply room. 
nobody knew they were there. Wow. Uh, so we met, talked about uh, how things were, were going to go, and, and they gave us the scenario. Of course, it was fluid in that it was, could change at, at any minute. We kept getting calls and, and, and working with them all the way up through Thursday night. Late Thursday night, uh, they made the decision that, yes, it was a go, and, and he was coming. Uh, we were told to be out there at 9.30 that morning how it was going to go. So uh, it uh, it was unbelievable, Ben, to have a sitting president uh, to come to our county. I just hated it was sure. the circumstances that it was, but uh, it was uh, it was a great, uh, great experience. Were you able to talk to him privately without everybody around? I mean, was that – Oh, you, yeah. Okay. So we we met at the uh, at the uh, sports complex, and when the big helicopters came in, and he got off of Marine One, uh, Mayor Shelton and I uh, met him and um, talked to him for a few minutes there. Uh, as as he was well informed, let me say this: uh, his staff had had really briefed him well. He knew the circumstances; sure. they had flew over the scene. And so we, we talked for a little while, and then we uh, got in the motorcade and, and headed down. The first place we went was the uh, uh, down off of North McRoom Chapel Road in that area uh, where the most damage do, was done and most loss of life. And uh, you would have thought we went through the middle of town. Uh, we took every back road that there was. Uh, it, and that was what was so amazing to hear folks talking about. I standing on my front porch and the – presidential motorcade went through right. on, uh, on Gainsborough grade or, or went through on Shipley road or some of these little back oh, wow. country roads. I mean, we didn't take any main road anywhere we went. Sure. And, uh, once we got down there, the, the, the national news media, a lot of them make him out to be somebody bad. Uh, that is totally the opposite. Uh, he was, he's one of the most compassionate, uh, men, uh, that 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 I've talked to as as a president, there haven't been many, but uh, he was he was very compassionate, very emotional, very uh, uh, with the folks, the the people that have been affected by this. I mean, we're right there in the middle of the war zone, and the homes are destroyed. There's a group of them we're talking to, and there, there's just one man and woman I'll never forget, husband and wife. And they were talking, and, and they were telling me his story, their story about their brother and sister had, had been killed that lived right across the road in front of them. But they said, uh, we're blessed. And, and you know, hearing his stories, and, you know, there's not a dry and a crowd. And and, uh, and and I remember him, how compassionate he was with these folks. And, and he said, why do you feel like you're blessed? And they said, because God spared us. They spared my, our mom that lives with us. And we know where our family members are at now. They're in heaven. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And so he's shaking hands and hugging those folks. And, and I thought, I wish the, I wish the national news media would have, would have brought, that. yeah, would have captured that and broadcast that. Uh, but, uh, very, 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 very compassionate. Uh, and, and I think it was the turning point for our community when he came. We had been in search and rescue mode for all that week. We were getting ready to switch to to recovery and and he was that turning point that uh, brought a it was an uplift to to that community even all the survivors were thanking him for coming uh which which was great that's great i was actually out of town that morning when he flew in but my wife was at home and she said they just flew over the like we're on our back deck and they're right there so i'm like well i'll be home maybe they'll take the same ride out and and uh i got home about a couple hours later and 
and I, I knew kind of when he wrapped up here, and I thought, well, we'll, we'll hear him. So we hear it, and he right over the house. And yeah. not to me, I didn't get to meet him, but to me, that was cool enough for me because <laughs> Marine One's going by, as, as uh, all the other uh, Ospreys. Uh, yeah, Ospreys. Thank you. I, I couldn't. Amazing helicopters. Yeah, they oh, were flying amazing. over, and we're waving, and all this stuff that was cool to us. But I'm just, you know, like you said, circumstances were unfortunate, but to have him and his staff here, uh, have the governor here. Uh, state officials were here that's you know that's the support we have and we're not forgotten um we're not lesser than anybody else that was affected we're we were as important as anybody else and i just think that speaks volumes to our community well it does and and also the response that we and the cooperation we've had from the federal government state government all the way down has been the best that i've i've seen there's there's been other disasters that we've had in the past that that cooperation was not there like this one. I, I've never noticed being declared that quick. Uh, we got individual assistance as part of that declaration. I've never seen that before in our in our county. But we never asked for anything from the state or federal level that it it wasn't there. Sure. Uh, best best cooperation that I've ever seen in disaster we've had in Putnam County. I'm not surprised. So the EOC has officially shut down, and a lot of this moves to not only your office but other department heads in the mm-hmm. county and the city um the survivors distribution center has actually just been is moving today i think you said yeah, to the- opening up its new location today over on south jefferson we had the community center as our distribution center and that we had to do something and find some place long term that, that we could move because it's going to be going on for months i have to get a shout out to mr gary McNabb. he, he gave us he gave us a warehouse mm-hmm. and a and a storage and a retail front to be able to handle to uh, uh, get these to get the supplies and everything out to the people going forward. So we're moving over on South Jefferson and and we'll be doing that uh, for the next uh, next few weeks or maybe even months. Now, I want to move. We got two and a half minutes. I want to move towards one of the other things. The, the reason ELC is kind of shut down is you and Mary Shelton have established a couple of committees. Uh, one of those being the long-term recovery task force. So long-term recovery task force, uh, Brandon Smith told us in the committee meeting, when we first met, I'm on that task force and thankful to be, I'm, I'm thankful that y'all thought of me, but basically our job is to continue what the ELC would be doing and yes. try to help you um, with recovery. A few of those things we're looking at is, is how to best uh, help the ones that survived with, as far as, infrastructure not necessarily financially there's another committee we'll talk about that in just a second uh looking at maybe uh economic development committee that out of that there's a planning committee do we do we look at building structures better there's all kinds of stuff we're talking about nothing official uh maybe memorializing the the victims um of of that that's that's one task force it's a long-term task force it'll meet for a while the other one that is more urgent now is the Tornado Relief Committee, and I'm you asked me to be on that as well, and I'm honored to be on that, that as well. But it's it's short term, uh, and it tell, what what is the Tornado Relief Committee? You can do a better job explaining than I can. Well, Mayor Shelton and I decided early on that we saw these new uh, GoFundMe pages and everything being set up, and some of those were scams. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get people's money. We knew we needed to set up something quickly. Uh, the county had a disaster recovery fund that we had used back in the 2015 ice storm, so we decided to use it. Uh, Bank of Putnam County 
large, got branches all over the Middle Tennessee. So that's where the fund was already at. So we set the Cooble Putnam County Tornado Relief Fund up so folks could donate to to that. Uh, and 100% of that goes back to the victims or, or the survivors yeah. and their families. Uh, we set up a committee of you, Bob Bell, Leon Hargrove, uh, retired Judge Leon Burns, Caitlin Steakley, Micah Johnson, Mark Miller representing city council, and to put that money, decide how that money goes back out. Uh, right now we have uh, over $1.2 million, uh, that's in that fund. It continues to grow. I got a check uh, yesterday, yesterday from uh, one of our local banks, $20,000. I got a check the day before from uh, another insurance agency, $50,000. They keep rolling in. So uh, we are uh, we want to make sure that every penny of that, none of it will go to Cedar County government. Every bit of that goes out to their survivors and their families. Good deal, Mayor. Again, thank you for being here. Good information. Um, next time I have you on, I hope it's under better circumstances, but the we can take some positive out of this, that we're, we're stronger and we're going to be better, and we know that we are in good hands, not only with you, but our emergency responders and all of our department heads in the county and city. Just a great team. Uh, you've been listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. This has been Rogers, your host, and I have been uh, visiting with County Mayor Randy Porter. Great man, does a great job for us, and thankful to have him. We'll see you next week with another guest. Thank you.